Good evening, brothers and sisters. Welcome once again uh, to this online service. We have been talking about the Holy Spirit sent to us to sanctify our hearts so that we will share in the glory of the Lord Jesus when He comes. And last week we learned that our heart can be defiled. You know, when we allow bitterness to take root in our hearts because of relational conflicts as a result of hurts, rejection, and uh, our self-worth being destroyed because of those relational conflicts. And when we allow that bitterness that is in our hearts to take root, it will grow. It will become the root of bitterness. It will begin to grow in our hearts. And uh, the Bible tells us that it will cause trouble when it manifests, when it's triggered, it will cause trouble and defile many. And that's why it's the worst kind of defilement to our spirit. Because all other defilement, yeah, it defiles us. And the effect could just be localized in the sense that, well, it just affects our life and maybe just the odd few people that, that is directly related to us, like in the case of the family. But in this case, when we allow the bitter root to, to, to grow, the Bible says you cause trouble and you defile many. Many. Not a few. So that's why it's the worst kind of, of defilement that could happen to our spirit. Next week, I will tell you, I will uh, show you why, why it is the worst kind. Because... Demons will also come in. Satans will come in. And that's another reason why it's the worst kind of, of uh, defilement into our spirit. And so I believe somehow the Lord has led us into this topic. And this is a very important topic that we need to really take note. Because uh, probably very few people talk about it. Yeah, we do know about the bitter spirit. But uh, to go into it in details, uh, maybe, maybe we seldom hear this kind of teaching. So when we are hurt and uh, bitterness come in, we are angry, we, we, we feel so indignant, we want to uh, prove that we are right and this is unfair, this is uh, that person is so wrong and so on. So, you see, our hearts begin to get so hardened and we begin to feel with, well, I think the pride was there, but the pride begins to manifest. We feel we're so right. The person is wrong. We don't look into ourselves. We don't see why, what we're doing and why we're doing it. No, we just want to, to accuse the person and slander the person and prove that we are right. And so much so, we want to gain 
others to support us. So we go and talk to this person. We go and, and tell the other person. And, and we, we just want to put the person down because that elevates us. That makes us feel that, you know, we're right. See, people listen to us. See, people follow us. And sometimes we like to play victim so that people will sympathize with us and eventually they get caught and they fall into the snare and uh, follow what we say. Okay, so, uh, so can you see the damage that it costs? And that's why I say this is the worst kind of defilement that comes to our spirit. And when that happens, you don't care whether the church is, is destroyed. All you want is people follow you. People support you. The best thing is people desert, let's say, if it's a pastor or leader. The best thing is people desert that church. Then that proof I'm right. Can you see the damage? What, what it will do. Okay, let's look at Proverbs 18, verse 19. Proverbs 18, verse 19. A brother wrong is more unyielding than a fortified city. Disputes are like the barred gates of a citadel. A brother wrong. The brother took offense. You see, so that is why sometimes things happen in church. We are so shocked. Because we thought this is church. This is Christian. And how could they behave in such a way because of the problem. So, so much so that the, the effect of, of that problem is worse than the non-Christians. Right? When they have conflicts, they, when they have uh, uh, conflicts, uh, they don't behave in, in a way that these Christians are doing. Why? Because it happens among the brothers. A brother wrong. You see, outsiders, ah, oh, never mind, okay. But the brother, oh, he's a Christian. He's a leader. He shouldn't do this. You know, we are so full of self-righteous. We are so full of pride, so hardened. It's a brother. We have certain expectation. But we don't demand it of ourselves. It's the other person. Okay, so can you see? how difficult it is sometimes to deal with problems among brothers or in church when we allow the bitter root to take control, when we allow the bitter root to grow and, and defile our spirit. I want to take you to another scripture in James 4, verse 5 and 6. Verse 5 and 6. It says, Or do you think scriptures says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us, but he give us more grace? That is why scripture says, God opposes the proud, but show favor to the humble. Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. 
So in the context of relationship, bitterness, you know, it tells us, we learned last week that God has provided grace. But if we harden our heart, if we are so right, self-righteous and filled with pride, he said, God opposes you, miss the grace of God. When you miss the grace of God, Satan's come in. And that's why he said, resist the devil, the devil will flee from you. In this context. So Satan came in. When the bitterness is there, when the root of bitterness is there, behind the action, Satan is controlling the person. But the Bible tells us God is jealous for our heart. God longs for our heart to be pure. And that's why he sent the Holy Spirit to sanctify us. That's why he allowed situation to happen, to trigger that bitterness to surface so that the Spirit of God can deal with it so that we will know how to deal with it with the help of the Holy Spirit and the grace of God. Is God's working, causing that problem to surface because the Spirit was there defiring us. The Spirit was hidden inside our hearts. Now I want to take us to a story in the Bible that shows you how this plays out in a person's life. Let's... Uh, Look at Acts 8, verse 9 and 10 to begin with. Acts 8, verse 9 and 10. This is a story about the Simon or, or Simon, the sorcerer, who came to Jesus. Let's read verse 9. Now for some time a man named Simon had uh, practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great, and all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, this man is rightly called the great power of God. So we can see that Simon, before he became a Christian, he was involved in sorcery, and also he's a proud man. He boasts that he was someone great. And then, to, and he used sorcery, he used those power to control the people so that people high and low gave their attention and follow him and exclaim. So that was what he was before he became a Christian. But there are some clues here that tell us he's a proud man. He wants control. He wants position. He wants acceptance. He wants admiration from people. Okay, and then verse 13. Philip came to Samaria and, and preached the gospel and healing took place, miracle took place. Simon himself believed and was baptized. And he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. So 
Simon the sorcerer turned away from sorcery, gave up his、uh, profession. You know that's how he get money. That's how people follow him and so on. Well, he gave this all this up because now he saw the miracles. He hear the preaching. He know that this God is the true God. Is great God, far greater than all the power that he had, and he become a Christian. And he was willing to give this away, and he was baptized. You know, I'm sure. Well, I don't know what、uh, idols he he bowed to, or other things that he used in his witchcraft. Hey, he he has to get rid of all those things, and he did. And he was baptized, and then now he followed Philip everywhere. Wow. He's so hungry for God. He's so hungry for the things of God. So it seems, you know, if I'm the pastor, I'll be so happy. I'll be so proud. I will boast about him. You know, turning away from sorcery. You know, other members, I tell them to come and join me in the mission, in the ministry. Or、oh, they say they have no time. But Phil, but but Simon, oh, he sacrificed. He followed me all the while. I'll be thinking, hey, you know, maybe this person can train up, you know, and become the successor. Why?、Well, because he 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 is hungry. Ah,、uh, he 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 really seek after God. That's what we think. And then the, Peter. And John the apostles came from Jerusalem, lay hands on the people. People begins to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Verse eighteen. When Simon saw the Spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, "Give me also this ability, so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit." Well, in his past, if he want greater power from this witchcraft spirit, he has to learn from the master, and you have to pay. You have to、uh, bring your gifts so that the master will teach you. And now he saw what Peter and and John did. He thought. You know, if I give you money, give me this this power, because I want to be involved in the ministry. I want to minister so that you know, because God is so great. I've given up everything. I've given up my sorcery. You know, I I want to serve God. Give me this power so that I can lay hands on people. People will receive the Holy Spirit. You know, in a way, you don't blame Simon. That was how he, what he know, right? And、uh, that's what he did. And Peter was twenty. Peter answered, "May your money perish with you, because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry." You see, he wants ministry. Peter said, "You have no part in it." Because your heart is not right before God, your heart is not right before God. 
You know, some people, they, they want to use a ministry to meet their inner needs of love and acceptance and, and, and uh, uh, self-worth. And so ministry is important to them because they use it to meet the needs. Not serving the Lord. Well, yeah, in a way, but not really because there is a greater needs inside that controls them, that causes them to want to use the ministry to draw attention from people, to draw admiration, which is what Simon want, admiration, approval. And that's why some people, they do ministry, they want praise. They want you to affirm them. And if not, they're angry. They're angry. Because there is a motive behind it. There is a driving force. You know, not that they deliberately do that, no. They don't even know what's hidden in their spirit. They think they are serving the Lord. They think they love God. They want to be involved. But they do not know when you have a bitter spirit, when you have a defiled spirit, it controls you. It controls your action, your ways. And, uh, and Peter, go further. He said, repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. You see, suddenly the Holy Spirit begins to operate. The spirit of discernment begins to operate in Peter. And Peter said, I can see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. You see, the problem, the root problem, surfaced now. You know, I was going to say, the problem is not the problem. What is controlling semen? What is manipulating semen so that, you know, he has all these thoughts and these, these ways? It's because of bitterness, bitter root that is in his life. And Peter put it this way, you are full of bitterness. Can you imagine that? I don't believe everyone in Simon's life hurts him, rejects him, and, and do all kinds of things to him so that he's full of bitterness. No. Maybe in his life, maybe in his earlier years when he grew up in a family. One or two persons maybe hurts him. And he allowed that hurt, that rejection, that bitterness, that anger, to be kept in the heart. And that bitterness begins to grow and grow and grow because it was not that way. Until so much so now, he is full of bitterness. Down to the process, maybe somebody has said certain things innocently, unintentionally, but because of that root of bitterness that is there, he reacted and it reinforced 
what he had experienced earlier through that hurt, through that pain, through that rejection. And so that's how it grew. That's how it continued to grow. Until now, he is full of bitterness. Despite the fact that, well, when he was in sorcery, there were so many people, you know, who follow him and listen to him and obey him. He had the position, he had the control. The bitterness is still there. And Peter said, you are captive to sin. The bitterness control, control you. That's why you do this thing. That's why you do this thing. So, we've got to watch out. Because sometimes we do not know. Semen definitely doesn't know that bitter root inside. We don't understand about ourselves. We don't know why we do certain things. So, semen doesn't know. But the Holy Spirit now, now that he is a Christian... Now that he wants to follow Jesus and want to serve, the Holy Spirit shine his light on him so that he, he can deal with this bitterness, this defiled spirit, so that Simon can be cleansed, set free, and on his way to really serve God with all his heart. That's what the Holy Spirit wants. That's what we read earlier, the spirit jealous for our spirit. That's why he wants to cleanse us. And that's why certain things happen. Because of God. Because God engineering it because he wants to trigger that, that action so that that bitter root surface, that reaction surface so that you can deal with the root. But many of us, we Christians, we, don't, we can't see God. And we react, we allow the bitter roots to to manifest in our life, we act, we continue to, to accuse and to attack and to, yeah, from that bitter roots. And uh, what I want to say here, you, you take note. Now, Simon is a Christian. Now, Simon has turned away from sorcery. Now Simon is baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now Simon seems to be so genuine, desire, uh, seeking after God, following Philip or wherever he went. But the bitter spirit is still there. This born again believer, the bitter spirit is still there. So this is a warning to us, even though we are Christians. Maybe you're Christians a long time. But that bitter spirit in you, if it's not dealt with, is still there. Maybe it has not surfaced yet. Maybe it's still not, it's grown, but not that big yet. But it's still there. And when the bitter spirit is there, our spirit is defiled, somehow, one way or another, we will be influenced, we'll be affected, we will, we will think, we will do things controlled by this spirit. Okay, so we, that is a warning for us. Even though you are a Christian, you're converted, 
It doesn't mean that every everything disappear. It's still there. And the Holy Spirit wants to work in our life. God will engineer situation, allow things to happen. So you in church you get into relational problem. Some people jump from one church to another because it's the same problem. It's always problem with people, then they move on. A problem with people move on. You know because the bitter root was never dealt with. Others, you know, we we withdraw because we are so hurt. So whatever it is, we need to search our heart. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to search our heart, to reveal to us what's the root cause, what's the root problem. Maybe we don't know what what's the root problem. We, we may have forgotten, but we need to recognize is there a bitter spirit that is there controlling us. So the problem is not the problem. The problem. Reviews, there is a root problem that needed to be solved. So sometimes, you know, in our relationship in church now, we thought, you know, that person we're so angry at that person. Yeah, maybe, but the root is not this one. The root is there. The bitter roots is there. You got to look into that that past. Have you dealt with it? Have you really resolved that bitter, or is it still there? Well, some people say, "Oh, I've forgiven." Yeah, maybe you have, but if you just stay there, and 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 uh, the root problem may still reside there, that has not been uprooted. It's just like, just like you know. I told you about doing some gardening. You pull the, 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 the weeds, the grass out. But you thought, you know, the root has come out. Okay, it's fine. But sometimes later, soon later, well, it starts to grow again. And you dig deeper, then you realize beyond that root, there is, I don't know whether you call it, the seed that is, that is buried in the soil, well, I'll call it bitter root. It's there. And that's why the problem is not solved. Until you dig so deep and, and duck out the whole thing. You know, you cannot pull it out. It doesn't come out, right? The, the roots come out. But that, that thing, if you, if you know what I mean, you know it's there. You've got to dig deeper and, and, and get the whole things up. And then it'll be gone. Okay, so the problem is not the problem. What you are... A lot of time, what we are facing now is not the problem. Where is the root? Is it does it happen in your childhood? Is it happening in your family? So, so I told you last week. You know, now you project it on an, another authority figure, but the real problem is in the in the family. Okay, so uh, so the Holy Spirit wants to work and wants to review to us the problem. Is the Holy Spirit review to Peter? Otherwise, Peter would not know. Peter know that Simon is doing the wrong thing, but he would not know the root cause until the Holy Spirit reveals. So the Holy Spirit will reveal to us what is the root problem so that we can deal with that bitter root. So tonight, if this word is speaking, I hope it's speaking to all of us so that we can take note and say, oh, Christian can also have, we better look into our life 
you know, see whether those roots have been dealt with or not. And Simon, when he heard this, he didn't argue, he didn't rebel, he didn't fight. He said, pray for me. Pray for me so that this thing would not come to me. Well, the destruction would not come to me. See, Simon really know who is God. And when he realized, you know, he something wrong, his heart is not right, he repented. Not like some people, not like some Christians. Wow, they'll argue, they'll fight, they'll justify. They'll say, no, they are, this is not them, and so on. No, Simon was really born again. And Holy Spirit is really working in his life and really want to set him free so that he can really serve God with a pure heart, with a pure motive, so that he can really enter into the kingdom of God. And so this is what God wants. God is jealous for our heart to be pure, to be sanctified, so that we can share in his glory. And that's why problems happen. Problems happen. And if it reveals your true, true needs, if, if it reveals the root of your problem, you should be thankful and say, God, thank you for giving me a chance. Otherwise, I'll be deceived. Otherwise, I think I'm serving you and then, you know, because of my needs, because of what is hidden inside. And I may lose everything because I'm not really serving you as you. But they are ulterior motive. You know, I see in church, People will join the worship team. Why? Because they hope to hook up with somebody. And if they don't get it, you see they disappear. You see, the motive is not right. There is a need that drives them. They do certain things. And if you correct them, discipline them, well, then they react. You see, that bitter is controlling, controlling. And even Christian, even Christian. So let us be alert, be aware, Satan is working and we don't want to allow him to destroy us. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your words. We thank you for the revelation that comes from your word. And Lord, we really need to search our hearts because you are jealous for our hearts to be pure, to be sanctified. And we pray that all that is hindering us, defiling our spirit, all the bitter roots that is buried in our hearts will be removed, O oh God, because we are willing, we, are, we humble ourselves and we resist the devil and he will flee free from us. And Father, we pray that this word will really help us, help those who are struggling with some of this relational issue, Lord, that we will repent we will really seek after you and find deliverance. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.